Thank you so much for joining us. This is April. And this is Jill. And we are the sweet and spicy chicks. That's right. And thanks so much for joining us on this crazy journey. We haven't been around for a little bit. As we explained in our last one, we were kind of taking a break. Yeah. But we are just ready to go in gung-ho. Yeah. We are doing things a little bit differently than we used to. So if you are semi-new to us or have listened to us, we're going to just have fun with it. And we're going to talk girl talk about all the things we love. Yeah. I think we're not going to go so scripted. No, we're not. Which is fun. Yes. Well, for me, because I don't like scripted, but Jill's kind of like, it's a little hard to say bye to the notes. (laughs) It is. But she's been super nice to me. So she has notes and I don't. So we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. So what are we going to do this time? So with it being March, we all know that it's Women's History Month. And we decided to give a special shout out to some of history's legendary women. There's a few shows and movies um, that just came out recently, probably the end of 2022, beginning of 2022. You might know them. If not, then we're going to talk about them today. Uh, And I haven't seen all the shows. So the way April, actually, this was her idea. I have to give her credit. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, we'll (laughs) We'll wait till the end. (laughs) But the way that April envisioned this, which I thought was great, was we would both watch some shows together and then we would both watch some shows apart. And the shows we watched together, we both have an opinion Mm -hmm. on our perspective. And then the shows we watched apart, we're going to have to probably teach each other Mm -hmm. a little or give a high level synopsis to see if the other one wants to watch it. Exactly. But that's like whenever I get together with friends, you do that. Oh, 100%. It's like, well, I watched this. Do you like this? And like my friend the other day was like, well, I would like to like, what would you have me watch? And so it's kind of one of those things. So we're just going to do girl talk and we're going to see how it goes. And if you guys love it or hate it. So let us know. Love it or hate it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so first show, I think we both watched. Which one do you mm-hmm. want to pick? I know we watched two. Let's jump in with Empress. Empress. Yeah. What are your first thoughts, April? I have a lot, but yes. what are yours? So I'm not the historian buff, so I just kind of went in like not even knowing who this person was, honestly. So I know Jill's going to have it. a totally different like viewpoint than me. And she's like, you need to watch this show. It's really great. So I, I watched it and I it was really informative. I don't know if it was accurate to the timeline. We're going to have to leave that to the historian over here. <laughs> And she'll fill us in and all this stuff. But like my overall viewpoint was I liked it. I liked how it grasped you. It drew you in. Like from the start, I really liked the lead actress and how she played the part. Yeah. Um, it was in English if you chose to do so. I didn't like it in English. I, I didn't chose either. it. Yeah. I chose German with subtitles. Yeah, me yeah. too. It's a German Netflix production. Yes. Yeah. And so I even had to go look and I'm like, was Vienna, was it German or French? Because they have different like ones that you can choose from. And it was German. So I went with the German and I liked it better in that because I yeah. felt like it was just more real to me. Yeah. And I thought so too. Yeah. So Matt and I watched it. He lasted two episodes. But <laughs> so I watched it in English dubbed mm-hmm. and it was just real some they nail and some they're real weird. Yes. Like the voices that they pick. Yes. Not saying voiceover work is bad. Right. I do it, but yeah. also like <laughs> um I'll just watch it in German. Yes. And it just doesn't seem as like authentic or no. something. I don't know. It just seem, seems off. Like, and it doesn't follow their lips. So their lips yes. are like keep talking. Yes. And then the English person. So if you're like Stopped. busy, you know, like I've done that where I have to clean house or something and I'll have something on, then it works. Yeah. But you're going to sit and like actually watch it. It bugged me. So do the, yeah. I, I say do the subtitles, but I really like that aspect. And I liked how real they made her. Like 
I felt like I was stepping back in history and kind of just being there. And I like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't like the, is it the fourth wall or three or third, whatever third that is. Third wall where yeah. they're talking directly to the audience. I think we saw that in Persuasion and you had a lot of thoughts about it. I did. So, And it works in some, and we'll get into that in our other one that we chose to watch. But this one, they didn't have that. And I was super glad <laughs> because it was just like, I literally was just watching from behind a curtain. I don't need that whole curtain drawn. You don't need Thank to be you. in front. You don't <laughs> no. need to talk to me. I know you're speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want it to be like, it's actually like I'm there. And it just didn't make me feel like that when they're doing that. So I like that part of it. And I, I like the love story. And I liked mm-hmm. like my favorite character would definitely have been her name was Elizabeth or Elizabeth. They called her in German. And she definitely was my favorite character. That's who I, you know, sometimes you ever wonder, like, if you could step back in time, like, who would you be? Or would you be a heroine? Or would you? Because I always feel like I'm a very fearful person. So sometimes I always like, I would love to be her. She was outspoken. She was authentic. She was real. She wasn't bound by the rules of the day. And I loved that. Like, that's who I would want to be. So that's I love I it. <laughs> that review with no notes was really good. <laughs> Um, I 100% agree. So before we, because I'm going to bring mm-hmm. the boring side of this, I don't which think is it's probably boring. how it's the informative, <laughs> the informative <laughs> side. Uh, but I loved your kind of rendition of what you thought of it, not knowing the story. Yeah. So I think that's most important because a lot of people are not going to know it. No. But sometimes it's hard in the knowing and then it doesn't live up to your like idea or yeah. perception. Is that hard too? Yeah. I think that's 100% true. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that didn't mm-hmm. happen now. This mm-hmm. is 100%. And so the whole time you're just like in your back of your mind. Like I was actually like, I should text Jill right now and be like, did this really happen? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's a good point. I think for the people that have already studied or understand the behind the scenes uh, true to life story, it can be a little bit tough, but mm-hmm. I liked your perspective. Did you think, so I was going to text mm-hmm. you this too, but I know we were trying to kind of keep our yeah. thoughts separate. Did you think that the um, the design, like the set design and costumes were great? Because I did. I did like them. I wasn't sure how, like, accurate they were. Not accurate at all. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I thought it was kind of like that movie Rain, where actually that show that was a few years ago now, I couldn't watch it because it was too much. Yeah. Like, a perspective of the 20-whatever. I also I, was too old for that. It was very oh, young and yes. And I was yeah. like, this is... I think I got three episodes in. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't my cup. Same. But this one, even though it wasn't like accurate, again, I didn't have a very clear depiction. I hadn't looked up pictures on this or anything. Mm -hmm. But so I I liked it. I thought they did a really good job as far as not making it too much our perspective of what we're looking at from this day and age period. What about you? Like a 21st -hmm. century view looking at a 19th century preview. Yes. But I didn't think it was too heavy handed. I think they did an okay job in this movie. Yeah. I'm not putting too. too much. I did too. Yeah. So I liked it. I really did. Mm -hmm. I think I told you I liked it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it for a while. I knew it was coming to Netflix. I was super excited. Um, I've had the ability to study Empress Elizabeth of Austria because Mm -hmm. I was a history major. So part of our, um, my college years was just studying European politics and history and the Austro-Hungarian alliance mm-hmm. and all those things wow. fell into all the stuff I don't yeah, know. All those things <laughs> fell, fell into the purview. I didn't necessarily know like the love story between mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Franz Joseph, which is her husband, but I, this obviously added a lot of mm-hmm. uh, drama and context to it. Do you think, like, knowing who she was, like, from what you've read, do you think they did a good depiction or do you think they made up their own like character. 
um, with Elizabeth. So I think this is very close to, I mean, I didn't know her personally, yeah. but the biographies <laughs> that I've read, <laughs> there is a biography and I'll put it in the show notes that I've been able, it's a really in-depth biography on Empress Elizabeth and Franz Joseph and like who they were in real life. It's not a happy love story, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but I think that they made, um, Sissy, which was her nickname, mm-hmm. very true to who she was in her younger years. Obviously, we won't know until season mm-hmm. two if they're going to go into the mental illness that she suffered from. But we start to see the beginnings of that, I think, in season one. <laughs> so if you don't know the story of Empress Elizabeth in the, the actual real mm-hmm. life Empress Elizabeth, she she was born in Bavaria in 1837. Um, they called it Biome. So in Germany, Bavaria is known mm-hmm. as Biome. Mm-hmm. And her mother, um, Ludovica, was actually the sister of Franz Joseph's mother, Empress Sophie. Yes, I they was so going to call that I out. Know. I was like going to text her and be like, hey, you they know. are cousins. They are kissing cousins. Yes, they definitely <laughs> are. So the Habsburg line, which is where both Franz and and Empress Elizabeth, or we'll just call her Sissy. It's a long mm-hmm. name to say yeah. Empress Elizabeth. They are cousins. Uh, their mothers are sisters. So that is not uncommon for the mm-hmm. Habsburg Empire. That is, they were known for hundreds of years. Even when we did uh, prior episodes, the Habsburgs were known for marrying mm-hmm. cousins mm-hmm. and even closer. And yet you thought it was so strange of me I to know. say kissing cousins. Well, <laughs> When we got into Bridgerton, I was like, oh, they're really going to go. Okay. They're going to go there with the cousins thing. Okay. (laughs) So very um, common for the Habsburgs. Mm -hmm. And that also, we were talking Mm -hmm. about this before the podcast, led to the mental illness being with very Mm -hmm. well known within the Habsburg bloodline because they married Mm -hmm. so closely. That's so sad. And why did they? Back then, it was just a thing. Like, you were the best because you're close and you guys they had the connections and they had everything is that why they chose to marry their children to pretty much they felt that first of all they didn't have dna so they had no mm-hmm. idea obviously mm-hmm. that intermarrying would lead to so many um problems queen mm-hmm. victoria also didn't either she didn't mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. uh her hereditary line would carry hemophilia which would be a huge problem in russia because that's <laughs> what led a lot had a lot to do with the fall of the russian empire but they didn't have dna um They couldn't have known. And I think the thought process was, number one, they'd been seeing it for thousands of years. Egyptians intermarried. Mm -hmm. All of royal bloodlines and nobility intermarried. But I also think that, to your point, they thought, well, why would we let someone else enter this prestigious bloodline? Why would we... Why would we go outside Mm -hmm. and look for a stranger when we have everything we need right here? (laughs) We have cousins. All of us are having nine kids. Let's choose one of them. (laughs) So to your point, I think it was a bad call, but they also just didn't know Mm -hmm. that it was going to lead to so many problems. (laughs) Because now it's like, oh, like you even think of kissing your cousin. It's like, uh, no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was a thing, but I thought that was very hilarious. I'm like, ha ha. Yeah. Who's my point again? (laughs) I think they did a good job. It's Netflix, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yes. So we're going to yeah. always run into um, how do they over dramatizing the story yes. to get ratings, which I totally get. And the real story is not as fun. Like the real story is Franz Joseph did see Sissy at 15 years old mm. at a family event and was like, oh, that's my cousin. And also she's beautiful. She was known throughout history mm. to be very beautiful. I was going to wonder, do you think that 
Did you see pictures of like what mm-hmm. she looked like? Okay, because I didn't do that on this one. Yeah, I should. I want to go see how. I closely. have the biography in my drawer. I can show you what okay. she looked like, and she was very beautiful. So at fifteen, he wow. saw her. He was supposed to marry her sister. Her sister had been born and raised Helene mm-hmm. to become the empress, and at the last minute. They were visiting for a family event, and he said, no, I want to marry the little mm-hmm. sister. I was like, wow, that would be devastating. I was thinking that, like, being Helene, and then how well she took it in the end. At first, she didn't, but no. then she was able to process it and be like, okay, I understand that you love him, and that's why you weren't doing it. She thought at first, I think, that Cece was doing it because she was trying to get the throne. Yeah. And she wasn't. She just truly loved Franz, and she's like, love wins the day. Like, yeah. <laughs> How no. can I not, you know? Agreed. But in Helene's footsteps, that would have been so hard. Like, I have two sisters. Oh. And that was actually, I would have nightmares of falling in love with someone and then them falling in love with my sisters. Okay, so I have no sisters. <laughs> so I have to ask you about this dynamic. What, putting yourself in this woman's shoes, in Helene's shoes, yeah. which is the sister of Sissy, wh- what would you do? That would be hard, really hard. Because like I said, it actually was, I had actual real nightmares. I'm not making this up. <laughs> that happening of like falling in love and then they just swoop in and they see my sisters and and one I've always been in the middle child and one was always like considered she always dubbed herself the intelligent one and then the oh, other one she dubbed herself well and everyone did I too I am the intelligent <laughs> no, one others too and that's how she was known she was known as like for fun she actually would go and look up words in the dictionary and that was her what she literally viewed as fun she so sounds that, like someone I could party with yes and I mean she got a master's degree in English so like she just has it all. So and then I my younger sister, that's my older sister, my younger sister, she was always known as a beautiful one. Oh, that's so rough. Why do we do that? I don't know. And then I was a nice one, guys. <laughs> That's just a beautiful one. But it feels like you're, when you're, and I actually wrote a poem about it in high school, like when you're stuck between like the prom queen and the school geek, then you don't know who you are and like, where do you fit in? So for a long time, I defined myself as like the nice one. So if that happened, that that would be very traumatic, yeah. honestly. And then it makes you doubt yourself. And yes, you try to understand like if you they were truly in love, then you give them that grace. Because I actually remember my sister one time, she was really afraid that I was going to go for a guy. She had a, she had a nightmare and she called me all upset. <laughs> because she had a dream that I kissed the guy that she liked. Now, they weren't dating or anything even. They had nothing together, but she was afraid that I was like going to go behind her back and kiss him. I'm like, come on, it's a dream. Stop. We're getting in a fight over it because we literally got in a fight because I'm like, if I had legit feelings for someone and they didn't have legit feelings for you and we ended up dating, I wouldn't be doing it out of spite. I would be doing it because I felt like our love was stronger. Right. And I think that's how it was in this. Yeah. Well, and do you feel like, I don't have any sisters, so this Mm -hmm. is just me asking. Do you feel, it's hard. It is hard. Because you love your sister. Mm -hmm. So there has to eventually be like a forgiveness. Yes. And I don't, it doesn't look like Helene was actually in love with Franz. Right. Because she did end up marrying. She did actually have historically a, like it's been notated that she had a really happy marriage with the husband she married. But how how do you get past mm-hmm. that? Right. And I think it was also the idea, like, she was going to be the empress. Yeah. Like, that's who she was going to be. And then all of a sudden, having your sister swoop in and be the empress and take everything that you had so long dreamed of and been prepped for your whole life. Yeah. That would be really hard. Did she marry someone that was like a king or? No. No. She married a lesser nobleman. Mm-hmm. The name, 
I think it's Max Maximilian okay. also. Oh, like it's on the top of my head. They all were Maximilian oh. or Franz or Joseph or so or Carl. Yeah, it was just very common <laughs> names, but I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head. But it was it was uh, a lesser nobleman. I mean, so she did have to, I think, dig deep within herself and find that forgiveness. And I don't think, like I said, Cece wasn't doing it out of spite. She was doing it because from what I saw anyway, that she truly loved Franz Joseph. Yeah. And I think the hard part about that was she absolutely was not trained for anything. Yes. She was a free spirit. And that's what he loved about her, at least in the movie yeah. adaptation. That's true. It. And so like the things though, I saw this and this happens in life sometimes. The things that we fall in love with someone about can actually be the things in the end that like are very hard to mm. deal with. And so like he was drawn to her wildness, her craziness, her just bubbliness, like everything. But then at the the end you saw in the closing of the episodes that those were the things that were almost in a way repelling him or making him like second guess. Oh, that's so himself. good. That's so good. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that she was, which was unprepared. She was an equestrian. She mm-hmm. loved horses. She was a free spirit, yep. which is why we'll talk about in a minute why she was picked to be part of our like legendary mm-hmm. women yeah. of this Women's mm-hmm. History Month. But Exactly. I I think you said it best when you're like, oh, by the end, it -hmm. didn't bode well for her that she was those things because she didn't fit into the responsible Mm -hmm. um, court system that she needed to. I think, and again, this is the movie perspective, so I don't know her the show perspective, but from my looking in on this perspective, it felt like she just thought that love would win the day. Yeah. Like she I did. Think, and him too. Like, okay, just like us sometimes, we get into these relationships and we're like, well, yeah, maybe this Love is this. Love all. Yes. And we have this idea and then it fails to conquer all in some ways. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, uh, <laughs> what did I do? This yeah. is May Day. And that's plug, May Day. I think that's kind of when he starts seeing like certain things and then people are kind of in a way, the people love her, but then certain people hate her. Yeah. Like the, the genuine people that she goes and helps and you see this really touching part where she gives her shoes to this little girl yeah, in this factory. In the factory. And, but then a riot has started because they see her being carried out, even though she doesn't want to be carried out. So the people end up rioting, thinking she's a snobby noble woman, when in fact she wasn't. She was trying to give her very shoes to this Right. And she has a heart for people. She was just misrepresented at every step of the way. And I think that, to your point, was because she was completely unprepared, didn't understand how Mm -hmm. the system, the very ingrained or the Mm -hmm. um, rigid system Mm -hmm. of the day worked. And that's why none of the noble people liked her because no. they she was did not fit into their box whatsoever yeah like, you need to be this way just like what her sister was that's what she was supposed to be yeah and she felt like well i can be who i am but in that society it wasn't like it is today no you couldn't really just go forge your own path no you had to stay strictly within these lines or you were literally an outcast right and so just pivoting real quickly because I know we have to move on to this show was great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for season two. It's yep. on Netflix. It's going to be re- um, renewed. I just got the formal oh, okay. notification. Nice. It's been renewed for season two. So I'm so excited. Uh, we did see that she's pregnant at the end of season yes. one, which we're so excited. Yes. That's very true. She was pregnant very quickly after they got married, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. They want an heir for Austria and uh, and she's ready to give it. Yep. Before we wrap this up real fast, another thing that I noticed about it, which I don't know is true, is the whole dynamics between um, Franz and his brother. 
That's Maximilian. Yes. Yeah, that's 100% true. Okay. They had a very tumultuous relationship. There was actually an attempt for him to, I don't want to say a coup, because not other people were not in on it. It was like one other uh, advice, not advisor, one other, um, there was a small group, actually. I shouldn't say that. There was a small Mm -hmm. group that, that wanted to potentially see Maximilian on the throne and that it didn't happen. Because you saw all this woven together. If you haven't watched it, we highly suggest you do. Yes, there are a few scenes in it. Yeah. That you kind of, like me, will just want to skim over if you don't like that kind of thing. I just push the fast forward button. I know some people might like it. I didn't. Um, But just all this is woven together and they weave the history then of like the whole, the setting up of like the, was it the revolution or what was all of that where you see these other people then trying to make attempts on the life of them and all of this. So you see all that woven in. I like the reality of showing these people and like what they went through. Yeah. And again, like why people make the decisions they make and yep. you'll see that woven in with this this lady that becomes kind of her lady in waiting and all the things and how she had to make a really hard decision so overall it was amazing I was like wow with the whole dynamic of the brothers I was yes. like that'd be hard because we failed to mention there was kind of this like almost like a third wheel or this like love triangle kind yeah. of going on was that real do you know they were close yeah Sissy was um close to her brother-in-law in real life. And you'll see that. You'll actually see a, a kiss. But not scene. romantic. Okay. Not romantic. She was close to Max. Uh, Max. She was close to Franz Joseph's family, except for her mother-in-law. She was not close oh, to her. Yeah. And you can see That's that. That's very <laughs> true. I will say, actually, it's a good call out. In this season, um, they make her, Sissy's mother-in-law, very... Um, toned down from mm, how she was, was in real life. Oh, and I already was she like... She <laughs> was a mother-in-law from you know H-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she oh. really was. And like, you could see that some in the movie. I was like, oh, I wouldn't... So I'm like wondering yeah. if in season two it's going to delve further into... Even because more. Sissy goes further into... Um, uh, historians say she struggled with... Potentially, they mm-hmm. didn't have the diagnosis, mm-hmm. but they say that potentially Sissy struggled with bipolarism, mm-hmm. and they also think that she struggled. They know that she struggled with what we would call today as anorexia nervosa, oh, which is wow. an eating disorder where you don't eat. Mm-hmm. So she was very thin. I think her mm-hmm. waist was always around sixteen oh, inches. My goodness gracious! And wow. she did that through eating nothing and exercising. Mm-hmm. So. I, I wonder if season two, season one kind of mm-hmm. started to delve into yeah. mental illness. And then there was a part at the very end where they said, oh, your corsets aren't fitting anymore because you're getting so thin. And they started to, they started to show that she show wasn't that. eating. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't even notice that. I guess I thought she was like maybe sick or something like that. So she, she does have, um, she, again, this is all undiagnosed and this mm-hmm. is where I got in her biography. She has a mental disorder wow. that they believe or a mental illness that they believe was close to bipolar, hmm. being bipolar. That's so crazy, all this stuff. It's really neat because sometimes you see this and like to me, it was just like this almost fake show. Yeah. But like now peeling back the curtain and seeing like her as a real person. I really like that. Yeah. And just like and again, thinking how you would be like sometimes I think, oh, I'm glad I wasn't in history because maybe I wouldn't be the heroine that I would like to be. <laughs> I just don't. I agree. So why did we why did we pick her to represent mm-hmm. women's history month as one of the people for me it was her strength yeah persevering through all and then just being authentically herself and not being afraid to push through those boundaries even though it was hard 
So that's yeah. how why I chose her. What about you? I think she marched the beat of her own drum in a time when that wasn't culturally mm-hmm. acceptable. And I also think that she was um, she had a lot of charitable work that mm-hmm. had to do with mental illness. She actually asked. This is a very uh, uncommon ask for your birthday, but as close as Sissy was turning close to forty, I think she was thirty nine. She asked for a, as a gift a um, lunatic asylum. Wow, it's what they called a mental health mm-hmm. institution. They called it a lunatic asylum, wow. but she asked for it not because she wanted to be funny or. Um, in bad taste. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a joke. She knew that there were people in her country struggling with mm-hmm. mental illness and there wasn't a place for them. <laughs> and she wanted there to be a place. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I really do mm-hmm. like her. And she wasn't accepted. Yeah. She was ahead of her time. So I definitely loved it. I would consider it definitely a stud. I would too. I think it's a stud too. So now we're going to pause and then we'll pivot for our next show. That's right. Okay. Okay. All right, so now we are jumping in to Blood, Sex, and Royalty. Yeah. And this is another one that Jill kept being like, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. And I think I had started watching it for like a second, but then don't don't watch it with kids. No. Because I didn't know. And I started watching it downstairs, and my daughter didn't have her headphones or anything on, and I was like, oh. That's a good call out. Yeah. Don't watch The Empress with children either. No. And be ready if you're like me to, like I said, fast forward some of these things. Because to me, I don't need to see these naked people. I don't need to see people doing it, personally. Yeah. (laughs) I think the one good thing, like just side note about both of these, is historically they didn't have – they didn't consummate – anything out of wedlock. So in both instances, we believe historically, well, we know for the um, from the Empress because people were in the bedroom oh, watching. Oh, yeah, that was, we, oh, gosh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a whole other ordeal, guys. But we also <laughs> know that they, I would say, most often did not consummate without being married because they needed legitimate children. Yes. But even if they are married, I still don't want to see it. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I'm, on, I'm with you. Yeah, that's who you are. Are you really, though? Not... A hundred percent. Okay. Like 50. <laughs> so depending, you might fall on more of the Jill side, you might fall on mine. So just be prepared if you're like me to get that fast forward ready. And don't watch it with kids. But overall. My remote doesn't need a fast forward button. Okay. It can just, <laughs> just stay on. Stay, stay. <laughs> Mine's going to be wore out with all this, guys. But overall, my thoughts, she's going to have me go first again because, guys, she's going to have lots to add to this. Again, I had no idea what it was about. The people, yes, I've heard the names. Anne Boleyn, I've heard of Henry VIII, but I didn't really know anything much about them because I had learned about them a long time ago, but it wasn't something that I really remembered. So actually, in the middle of the movie, I got really curious and I stopped and I had to go like research a little bit. I love that. Yeah, and I looked at pictures, which I didn't do with the Empress, but I'm going to go and do now because I am curious of what they actually look like. Yeah. But like halfway through, I was like, there is no way in heck that Henry VIII is as handsome as this guy. I'm sorry, because I remember the pictures. So I went and looked and yeah, no. I think that they picked this guy because he was hot. Oh, yeah. And people want to watch What's hot his, guys. Uh, Max Park? Is it Max I'm Park? I'm not sure. Yeah, I just I like, he, he looks much better. Like, if you go look at the pictures, you're like, huh. Even in the young pictures of what they drew, Henry VIII as was very different. Oh, very different. I mean, his nose and everything yeah. is just very different. So, of course, they want to get a guy that people are going to want to watch today. To the role. Yeah. And then they didn't really, when I Googled it, there wasn't really no pictures 
of Anne Boleyn that I could really, that they said they were legitimate. Is that true? That's true. Uh, okay. Yep. So they, again, used probably the best they could by the description to find. And I liked the actress that they chose. I thought, I mean, again, I don't know who, what Anne was really like or anything, but I liked how she portrayed the role and played the role. Did yeah. you? Yeah, I thought, so here's what I liked about it. And then I want to get back to you Mm -hmm. because it's so interesting to hear from people that don't know anything about it and like what your perspective Mm -hmm. is. And then people that are like, I know about everything (laughs) and I don't really (laughs) agree. But I love how Netflix and they're, I think they're going to do this again, took real historians, Mm -hmm. which, um, and I'll name who the historians are. Owen Emerson mm-hmm. is a Tudor historian. Um, Suzanne Lim- Limcomb is mm-hmm. also another historian from the Tudor era. So they're legitimately historians that know this time period yeah. and write theses yes, and all those I, yeah. things. And books but, about it too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they also dramatize it. Yeah. So they took like what was supposed to be probably a scripted docuseries and mm-hmm. then turned it into this kind of juicier Yes, so it like drew you in. It was yeah. very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that before. Yep. I actually liked I, – at first I was like, eh, do I like this? And, yeah, I, I actually did. The music was also nowadays. It, it was. Like kind of a funky, like, music beat I liked. And then I actually didn't mind the third wall in this one when she would kind of look at us or whatever that is. It was done really well. Yeah. I think it was done well. It wasn't and, too much. No. And because you had the historians already interspersed throughout, it was kind of like she was telling us a dirty little secret or right. something. So it – it, to me, it wasn't uh, badly done at all. I actually liked and enjoyed that part of it. So I was, I, I was kind of like, oh, am I going to like this? Because sometimes me and Jill have very differing yeah. opinions. But I actually, I did enjoy it. And it opened my eyes to a lot that I didn't know. Because again, it's like, we hear these names. And we're like, oh, that was a person in history long dead. But to really be able, it's almost like you can see them for who they truly were. It's kind of yeah. like opening your eyes and like almost stepping back in time and being like, wow, like this is really neat. And would I be like that? Or could I be their friend? And just like opening your world. Because sometimes we read these history books and it's like, oh, it's boring and it's dry and it's old. But it's like to see them as real human beings that lived and breathed and loved and had dreams like us. And then there's me over here who's like, this history book's amazing. <laughs> I sit here all day. April's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch the Netflix version. <laughs> okay, so overall, did you – so you like the characters. Mm-hmm. Costumes, ooh, I was like – I'm not yeah, – I did not, not like buying the costumes. It. it seems like a it, – it seems like it was kind of a cheap budget for costumes yeah. almost. They yeah. could have – I've seen some other shows and I've seen some other movies that really depict the costumes yeah. really well with like rich fabrics and mm-hmm. colors. And this one, it was kind of like – a school play and they just yes. like it was ill-fitting yeah sometimes too and was it actually authentically of the time because no. i felt like i know with queen elizabeth they had like it up to their neck and this was cleavage all out so did it change from that time to when she was born and grew up and became queen with the whole up to your neck covering and all that stuff so it did oh. there was changes but uh this is – so I actually listened to another podcast. If you guys haven't listened to Queen's podcast, it's a really good one. Um, also, don't have children in the car because they use very colorful language all the time. <laughs> but I I like it because they do – they pull from historical sources mm-hmm. and um, – uh, biographies as well. And they explained that, no, they would not have had just your cleavage everywhere mm. in everyone's mm-hmm. face. The French court might have. Yeah, but they're more colorful. They, in the English 
pre-Protestant Reformation court would have been very Catholic. And Queen Catherine of Aragon, who was the queen mm-hmm. before Anne, uh, married to Henry, wouldn't have allowed that either. Like it just, her ladies-in-waiting were supposed to be very chaste, mm-hmm. very humble, very pious, and wouldn't have their, you know, boobies yeah, everywhere. everywhere. That's just natural. <laughs> so I didn't really... And I know it's Netflix. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? But I thought the costumes were ill-fitting anyway. I was like, it almost reminds me of, you know, those velvet yes. um, things with the Velcro on the back that yeah, when you just did school play. It, it did, yeah. Oh, it seemed more like that to me. <laughs> and then, like, would they flaunt their stuff like that? Like what do Because, you mean? like, the sister in that one episode, the sister of Anne Boleyn, was it Mary? Yeah. And she was, like, with a French king, all yes. this stuff I didn't know. And she flaunted it. And, I mean, there was these weird parties. Would that happen? Yes. In the courts? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if the weird parties happened. So I will say I'm going to give a shout out to my history professor. <laughs> so she, her name is Retha Warnicky, and she wrote The Rise and Fall of Anne Boleyn. I have that book. Mm. It's amazing. It's going to be a read that you are not going to – it's not going to be a colorful read. <laughs> it's not going to be a read where you would pull up to a cozy, you know, <laughs> night in with your coffee. But it is a read that if you want to know – Culturally, the time that Anne Boleyn lived mm-hmm. in and the historical fact of who she was and what the perception was post-mortem, mm-hmm. it's a really good book. Mm. She wrote that um, Mary Boleyn did not flaunt her mm-hmm. relationships. She did absolutely, we know, have a relationship with King Francis in the French court. Mm-hmm. And she did have a relationship mm. with King Henry VIII, too. She, she was known Boleyn. as the great whore, oh. the great mistress. Wow. And I had no idea. I was like, okay. I mean, I've heard of like that movie, The Other Bolin or whatever that is. And I had- The Other Bolin Girl Drives yeah. Me Crazy. Okay. We tell us why. Because I'm like, I, I don't, I never watched it. I was like Googling the other day and it came up. So, I mean, I've heard of it, but I was never, I guess, interested enough to watch it. Sorry. But you were disappointed. Because oh, it was yeah. very off. It's 100% mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Well, 90. Let's say okay. 90. So- <laughs> I well, I love Philippa Gregory. She wrote the other Boleyn girl. It's like a world, um, but what do they call it when they world bestseller, mm. bestseller, and yeah. the global bestseller? Mm. It's hundred percent, ninety percent not true. That is not the case. <laughs> Mary Boleyn, we do not historically know if she was in love with King Henry. Mm. Their affair was very short. Mm. And remember, Mary just came from France where she had an affair with King Francis. Mm -hmm. Then she got married. Mary was married off, had children. Uh, William Carey was her husband. Henry Stafford was her first husband. Then William Carey was her second husband. I'm getting dates mixed Mm. up. But (laughs) yes, but um, she was uh, reading what I've read Mm -hmm. and just talking to history professor, historians who wrote about Mary, there's not any evidence that tells us that she was madly in love with King Henry and was so upset when her mm-hmm. sister was um, going to be his queen. And this show portrayed that. Yes. So that was accurate then because I wasn't – like I said, I was going to this blind guy, so I wasn't yeah. sure. There's just – I mean, maybe as – again, we just talked about Empress where mm-hmm. the two sisters, it was yeah. another case of the sisters yes. being – And maybe she wanted a throne more than she wanted Henry. Yeah. But she knew Henry wouldn't give up the throne for her. And, I mean, he still had Catherine of Aragon at this time as his wife. And that whole scenario – I mean, I don't know. He just seemed like a very arrogant – Yeah. 
person. And like I said, in this one, he, it was portrayed as this handsome actor, so I could see it. But I'm like, who? Are the, what are these people seeing in them? Was it that they wanted the throne or did Anne actually truly love him? Because looking at the pictures, I'm like, I'm sorry, they but don't know. it would not be love at first sight for me. That's for sure. It's re- <laughs> Yeah, it's very ambiguous. Um and then we'll pivot to mm-hmm. who Anne was. But it's very – it's, again, Rise and Fall of Anne Boleyn's a really good book. Um, there is another historian who wrote oh, uh, Anne Boleyn's Downfall. And mm-hmm. I will get you – the. I'll put all the website and um, credentials in the mm-hmm. show notes of the historians. I cannot think of them off the mm-hmm. top of my head. I just know Aretha Warnicke because she was my professor mm-hmm. for years. Um, it's very undecided whether or not Anne mm-hmm. really – Loved. loved Henry. Yeah. I think we all can agree, historians agree, that Henry was obsessed mm-hmm. with marrying Anne. Henry is also obsessed with having a male heir. So, like, yeah. do we really know if he was in love with her because he knew her? Or yes. do we or- think it was like the Empress – where he was in love with the qualities of her that were completely opposite from his wife. That or, I mean, in this show anyways, they weren't all the way together for years. They wouldn't be, no. So, and because they said that in this show because there was no contraceptive, so there would have been a child from that. Right. At some point. And you do see that she got pregnant after, so it wasn't like she couldn't. Right. Um. So, from that, they say, but... So, I don't know. I just feel like, were they truly in love or was she in love with the crown and the idea of, you know, the world and all of this stuff? Like, what was it that really drove her? I don't think we will know. I And, um, again, the book, The Rise and Fall of Anne Boleyn, does a really good job of – and The Downfall of Anne Boleyn also mm-hmm. does a really good job of saying we just really don't know. We don't know yeah. because she doesn't have a diary. Oh, there was a book so called sad. The Diary of Anne Boleyn. It was completely – Fake. Fake. Mm. <laughs> that would be She didn't have a diary, and yeah. we don't know. And she was – I don't think she ever thought she was going to become queen. I don't know. I can't step into that. Maybe but I, she oh, did. That's, I'm like, sorry. I, my brain blanked for a second. I'm like, where was I going with this? I have no idea. But it was the whole – Maybe he was obsessed with her because it was something he couldn't have. Right. And so that's where I was going with that. And maybe it wasn't so much love or even like in the other one. I feel like in The Empress that Franz seemed to truly love aspects of her. And maybe Henry did. But in this part, it did seem like he loved parts of her. But I felt like he loved the idea more than the reality. Oh, yeah. And he was obsessed with her. As soon as he got her and then she didn't live up to her to the expectations and the promise of giving him an heir, he was like over it. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't wait to get a way out and to find yeah. a way out. Which was through killing her. Yeah. He beheaded her, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you had read your history books like I apparently did not, you would know that. So I mean, <laughs> I liked the show. I did. I, mm-hmm. I f- liked the interesting docuseries yeah. slash fictional. Mm-hmm. And I actually liked it more than I was prepared to like it. <laughs> yeah. I liked it because I think it added at least some historical aspects mm-hmm. to it. It was obviously juicy. And the King Henry was definitely yeah. not what he would be looked what he looked like in no. real life, but neither was Anne, so. True. I mean, because they had to have him with his six-pack and, you yeah. know, to get all the girls oh, to be I like, know. oh, you look good with your shirt off. And I don't think King Henry really looked good with his shirt off. I don't think pictures. that was even a thing. Like, no. I think it was just like, he's the king. Yeah, because so in no this one. going to write that he's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but pictures don't lie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, did you uh, find it 
interesting. I did find it interesting. Like I said, I actually had to stop. My curiosity was piqued. And I'm like, is this actually, I mean, you, all these people are on there saying that this is true. So I wanted to see what other things said. Yeah. So of course I use the internet. I didn't have a book like you to pull out. I know. I'm <laughs> such shelf. a dork. I was no. like, well, let me just pull out. Yes. Like, I knew right off the top that it's Netflix. So there's yeah. going to be some big inaccuracies. Yeah. But I think the Mary Bolin thing was was way overdone. She would not have flaunted it like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. They. I don't think people agree that that's mm-hmm. because you have to remember too. The church was a big part of people's mm-hmm. lives, and yep. they were supposed to be as women. We were supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be nurturing. We were yep. supposed to be humble and chaste. Pure. So mm-hmm. I don't think her going around being like I'm everyone's mistress would yeah. really have. Been. And even just how they walked and did all that, like I just felt like that was portrayed from the. 21st century. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. But why did we pick Anne? We have to pivot because mm-hmm. we I didn't realize we're 40 minutes into oh, this. Oh, wow. See, we I told you. Talking. She's like, we have to have our notes. And I'm like, I think we can just talk. We're just <laughs> talking. So Netflix, um, I don't know if it got renewed for season two yet. I think they're going to do what's called an anthology series where they're going to do different characters, different stories. Mm, I'm I hoping like it gets that. renewed. Yeah. I would like that, actually, because people like me that might not pick up a biography yeah, will yeah. actually <laughs> see other stories like yes. I'm very interest, interested in Isabella of um, Castile mm. Queen Isabella yep. and her relationship with Ferdinand like how did that go not all the way Cleopatra Cleopatra would have been be a good great one. like yeah. just different ones because again it like kind of peels back that layer and makes you realize like these were real people not just something that we're learning about to learn about in school <laughs> yeah so why do we pick Anne why did you why did you like Anne for well again I don't know if this was true to point because I don't know anything else. But from this depiction of her, I, I liked her spunkiness. I liked her realness. I liked that she was willing to fight for what she believed. Because through all of this, you'll see that it was, like Jill was saying, a pivotal point in history and with the whole church thing. And again, the Catholic and all of this stuff and how... It's not like it is nowadays where any of us can go just pick up the Bible and read it and understand right. it. It was in Latin. And so she believed and they called it, what was it? Heresy. 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 Yes, yeah. there it is. I was having another brain fog. It was fog 100% moment. heresy and treason. Yeah. And so her, she would read these books and she would fight for what she believed and stand up for it. And she'd even say stuff like, again, I don't know if that's how she really was in yep. reality. She was yeah, like she that. Was. So it was like she was unafraid. Yeah. To stand for what she believed and for the rights of the people. And she's actually the one that made some of the decisions in history that have rippled down effects. A hundred percent. That was crazy because I didn't know that. I thought it was all just, you know, King Henry VIII doing his stuff. But she actually placed thoughts in his head Mm -hmm. and was able to kind of turn. And that's why the guy that ended up helping in her kind of beheading and all that stuff. Was Uh, it Cromwell? Was that his name? um, Yes. Cromwell. So you'll see all that at first. You think that he's a good guy and then he turns against her because he sees that she's actually kind of the right hand person and giving Henry all these ideas. And he doesn't like the ideas that's opposing to him right. and him lining his pockets yeah. because he was taking money from all of the monasteries and he was supposed to be using them for what she wanted and did charity and to the good of the people. And he was lining his own pockets and coffers. And she pretty much said, I'm not going to stand for this. You better watch out. And then... I wanted to ask you a quick question. Did he actually fall off the horse like they depicted? And that might be where he kind of just suddenly changed where he didn't really like Anne anymore. Did Henry? Mm-hmm. Yes. He had a huge jousting mm. accident. And uh, it's a really good point. They're now studying whether or not that caused a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um 
they think either it caused some sort of brain damage because he, he was unconscious yeah. for three days, wow. I think. Two or three days. So Henry fell off his horse in a jousting accident. It was a sport where they're on horses with those big javelins, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, they do believe that that had some sort of brain impact mm. or his leg, he sustained a bad wound that got mm. infected and they believe that he could have had blood poisoning, wow. which also created an infection within mm. his brain. But after that is after that accident, they can clearly mark that from that mm. accident to where he, when he died, he was tyrannical. Mm. He was they said crazy. He would have bouts of insanity. Mm. So they do believe that there was a big wow. impact to his brain. So wow. that is true. Yeah. Because you saw up before then, like he was fiery. He was like a redhead. He had his moments, but he just totally seemed to change. That's he did. what the historian said. So I was wondering if you've yeah. seen that in others or just that's how they depicted it. But that was interesting to me. And then the thought again, like from what they portrayed in this, she truly loved him. Henry, I, I don't, don't know. Do you think she did? You said I you weren't know. really sure. I mean, from this depiction, it did seem like she really loved him. And so to have, or she loved at least the idea of him, or she loved that she could have a part to play. Right. And that she could kind of pull the strings in a way, or that she could change history or fight for the people and do all the things that were good that yeah. she wanted to do through this. So, I mean, who knows? But overall, to have all of a sudden your hopes and dreams dashed in a moment, it felt like just a turning like that. That would be so hard. It was hard. I think she was the first queen of England uh, to be executed. Yeah, that's what they were saying. By her husband. <laughs> and the lies then that she went down in history as an adulteress, as an incestual person. Which is not true. No. She did not have never an affair proof. with her brother. Yep. There's no proof. They said that's what the historians were saying, that if they actually had a trial like they did nowadays for that, it would never would have flown. No. But she had no trial. Cromwell was well in the movie. It kind of showed that she had some like they well put her in on the, the stand. in the fact of like was it a fair trial? No, no absolutely. No, no matter if mm-hmm. she proved herself innocent, they tortured those men and got confessions from who she mm. supposedly had affairs with, so and her brother killed them. And then everybody said, "Well, I don't want to get killed, so she's guilty." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so, torture me. so sad. And Cromwell was one of the best lawyers of the time, they said. So he had it all set up for lies to seem like truth. Right. And he knew what to do to, to get the result he wanted. And then it seemed like Henry also was in on it, at least in that one oh, scene. Oh, Henry wanted yeah. to be remarried. Yeah, he wanted to move on to get his heir because she was not going to give him the heir, the right. male heir that he wanted. And I just think it's hilarious that Elizabeth became queen anyways. I know. <laughs> We didn't talk about Queen Elizabeth on oh, this no. women. We'll I mean, definitely have to. Yeah. We're going to have to watch movies. There's a really good movie. I know we're, we have to close out with Anne Boleyn, but uh, there's a really good movie called uh, Mary Queen of Scots. And mm. it's really recent. It was with Margot Robbie and oh, who is that other girl? She's very talented. I can't we'll definitely have right to because I haven't watched that one, but that's another one that intrigues me. So. Yes. It's and, a really good depiction yeah. of, of uh, And Queen she Elizabeth. definitely would be on our list if we had had time to watch that I as know. a, you know, women through history. So overall, I'm going to give it definitely a stud view as far as this one goes. I'm going to give it a stud too. Yeah. I think that it's Netflix. Yeah. Nice. So like <laughs> it just yeah. stood up a lot. Yeah. But I one thing we didn't mention about both of these women and why in real life they are just they should be recognized mm-hmm. as women during Women's History Month is Empress Elizabeth was instrumental in the Austro-Hungarian Compromise 
Um, that is something that happened in 1867. Hungary would not recognize Austria mm-hmm. as sovereign. And because Hungary loved Empress Elizabeth, she was so kind mm-hmm. to the people and she loved Hungary, that ended up being part of why they finally agreed to yeah. compromise. So she stopped war, wow, I think. That's amazing. And then Anne is known now. Mm-hmm. She's getting credit. She never did mm-hmm. before, but she's getting credit for being part of the English Reformation, yeah, which is amazing. like, we wouldn't be no. here today. And like you said, reading the Bible in English if it weren't for her. That's so, so these crazy. women are just crazy, yes. crazy. Yes. So we have to move on, but yeah. really fast. If you could pick any woman in history, doesn't have to have a movie on it, who would be like your one? Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I know it's really hard because there is so many of you think back that have changed history and just and changed our perceptions and fought for women's rights and and change the world as we know it. There's so many. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I had to choose one, and we haven't done anyone on this one, but I think I'd be Zelda Fitzgerald, which is F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife. Really? And why? Well, because just he in a stole her minutes. writing. Oh. He stole her writing. Wow. He is, he, uh, I did not know that. She was the writer. I mean, Asuka Fitzgerald yeah. was a writer too. Uh, she also suffered from mental yeah. illness, but. Are they doing a movie on that? They are. Okay. Because I thought I There's saw that. There's a ton of movies. Yeah. She's like being, uh, what do they call it when they pick him up from the ashes? I don't know. Like a phoenix rising Yeah, the she's ashes. like being phoenixed right now. <laughs> wow. They're like picking up her story. Oh. But um, she has a really interesting mm. life. We'll definitely have to do one on that later because that intrigues and me. And he stole from her. He's another one. Who... That's so sad. Well, back then, what year was, was that? 1920s. Okay. She was the original flapper girl. Wow. So that was still when women were kind of starting to barely, you know, get fight their for rights. their rights, get yeah. their rights. And were they writing? Were they able to write at that time under their own selves? Not under women? their own pen names. Mm-hmm. It was really uncommon. That's okay. So what about you? There's, again, too many to choose. <laughs> like, sorry, I can't even think. I mean, I just think there's so many that have been brave and that have picked up like basically a sword and fought for the rights of women and for the yeah. rights of mankind and that the world would not be, you know, sometimes I feel like they all talk about all these men through history and now we kind of have this feminine rights and stuff, but without the women, the world wouldn't be right what it is. Yes. And so I think it's just so amazing. And then it makes me want to be as brave and step out. I mean, sometimes like I'm afraid to do this podcast, you know, and here these people are like, and then you think of the women through history that have changed, like she said, have made wars not happen or have helped in wars as spies and all those. Like oh, I would love would to be do so yes, some on like the World War II and the spies. And I actually watched a really good show about that. I can't remember it off the top of my head. We'll have to maybe do one on that. And it was about these two women and they followed their story and it was based on true events and they became spies and I think it was world I want to say it's world war ii Oh, I would totally do yeah, that. So that I'll have to, really cool. we'll have to do that one time. Because again, it was like if they hadn't stepped up and done what they did and pushed the boundaries and all the things and they decided to just break wide the box that they had shoved them in, they would our world wouldn't be the same. I we mean, wouldn't amen, be the same. Girlfriend. So there all right, go. we gotta pivot. So <laughs> Now we're going to do, we're at 49. I cannot wow. believe it. I know. She's like, this is going to be so short. I'm like, hey, I know how to talk. Don't worry. <laughs> she does. This is why I love her. Yeah. She's like, I have no notes and I have all the notes. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. But I so said, I've had it. a few brain like moments. That's why I'm like, wait. 
You watched a movie that I did not watch, and I watched a movie you didn't watch. Yes, and I think you're going to love this one. So it's called The Law According to Lydia Poet, and it caught my attention. It's in France, and don't ask me the year. I believe it's in the late 1800s, I want to say, and I don't think it was, like, true as far as, like, what they wore and everything. And again, she broke the boundaries. There is a few scenes in this as well. It actually starts with the scene. Okay. So you're going to be fine. But everyone else, be prepared. <laughs> so again, I had to use my fast forward. But oh, she it's was that kind of scene. Yes. Okay. That kind of okay. scene. Like, and it was a kind of in depth that I was like, how long is this going to be? But when you look up, uh, I looked it up and it said, forbidden from practicing law, a woman prepares an appeal to overturn the court's decision in this true story of Lydia Poet, Italy's first female lawyer. So okay. it was actually in Italy, not in France, like I was thinking it was. Okay. So. Actually, really good. And again, I couldn't do it in English. I did. There was a couple times I was cleaning my room, so I listened to it in the English version. But I definitely preferred the Italian. English dubs. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> I love when you say it. Sorry. No, I love it. I can't do English dubs either. Unless it's really good. Yeah. And I mean, this one was weird. better than others, so I could bear it. But I still, because I was sick when I was watching this. And so it was like, I'm just going to binge watch some stuff. And I just kept watching. Like, this was one that kept pulling me back. And I think there's only six episodes. So I don't know if they're, I hope they do more because it left you hanging. Okay. But so it's a show. It is a it show. It is a okay, show it's and it's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. And it is about, like they said, the first female lawyer. I'm so excited. I had no idea this existed. No, and I didn't know she existed. So it was really interesting. And so in this show, again, I don't know how accurate it is. It would be actually interesting for us to go. I'm going to do a little research and then I can tell you maybe how accurate it is next time. And then you can give me your thoughts on it and if you liked it or not. But I just love she was, again, tenacious and strong. And you could see where they kept trying to push her down because actually she became a lawyer and then they overturned it, as I said in in here, that they overturned their decision. So there was a Make her a lawyer yeah, to practice like, you law. You can't. You can't do it. They passed a law, and they're like, "You can't do it. You're you're a woman." And so what she had to do is she had to then be like an apprentice for her brother. And you see all these these family dynamics and all of this stuff. And I, I love the show. Actually, I, I thought it was really well done. Besides the parts that I skimmed over with the fast forward, but it delved into women's rights. And and then it had like a mystery aspect. She would go and she would solve these crimes and all this stuff. It had a love interest, a oh, couple I'm love in. interests that so you're. Oh, I love it. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> A couple. I'm in. <laughs> and just like to fight again to, against all odds and to be brave because she kept getting pushed down again and again. Everyone was against her. Everyone was gossiping about her. Everyone was saying all the stuff about her. And she still fought for the right. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So now, I say, is that my homework out. then? I gotta yes. go check it out. You go and check that one out. the next episode, I will tell you. Yes. And then you're going to do research on how accurate it is. Yes. Okay. I'm down. All right. All right. <laughs> so what was the one that I didn't get to watch that you watched? So what was the name of it again? I'm trying to remember. Of course remember. it. You told me, right? No, yours. Oh, your mine show. was uh, The Law According to Lydia Poet. Law According to Lydia Poet. Okay. Yep. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a history I know, nerd. and you're like on it. Like you're always watching all these shows. I know. And so I'm like, wow, how can I watch one that you haven't watched? <laughs> we just talked about Timeless. We're going to do an episode yes. on how amazing Timeless is. Yes, I watched that from the beginning. It was like my show because I do love you history. You never mentioned it. Well, I'm sorry. I, I was keeping it to myself. <laughs> Okay, so mine is The Corset. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a German movie. It was in theaters. It is now available on on in home demand. 
Um, you can find it Apple mm-hmm. TV. You can find mm-hmm. it on Vudu. You can find it on Google or Android TV. You can now find it. Where's the other places? All mm-hmm. of them. All of them? Because I'm them. like, I don't have any of those, but <laughs> I'll go check and you see You can go pay it. for it okay. on any of the app streaming mm-hmm. services that you buy okay. movies on. So I loved it. Mm. Vicky Krebs is the main actress. Um, she's done a – she's a foreign film actress, so she's done a ton mm. of Academy Award. We would say Academy yeah. Award. They get different – Mm-hmm. Awards, but we would say Academy yeah. Award winning actress. Um, so she stars as the older Empress mm. Elizabeth. Oh wow, so and it's like older. She just turns forty, and it kind of it goes through a year of her life once she turned forty, and how much um, she fought for the rights of. She was an early feminist. Mm-hmm. It talks about how much she fought for the rights of the people. Mm. And we have to remember the Empress on Netflix, mm-hmm. one is Netflix. We love Netflix. Yeah. God love them. But yeah. we it's, know what they do. Right. <laughs> You're not going to get an accurate historical right. depiction. So this movie actually is more of a historical depiction of Empress Elizabeth's later life. It doesn't over-dramatize a lot of things. It's very accurate mm-hmm. to where Sissy became estranged from her husband in real life. Um, they stopped having any type of relationship and relations. They lived in different mm-hmm. countries. That's Sissy sad. chose to live in Hungary. Um, and her husband, of course, had to remain in Vienna. Mm-hmm. Sissy, lost, they lost children. So mm-hmm. their their children did uh, die. There's a, there's wow. a famous story, which we didn't even get into, but mm-hmm. her son, Emperor, the heir, Emperor Rudolf, or Crown mm-hmm. Prince Rudolf, committed suicide. Their oh, only wow. son committed <gasps> suicide. I didn't know that. He and his mistress end up. Uh, it's called the Mayerling Affair. Wow. There's a whole movie on it. It's a true story. He ends up murder suicide. He kills his mistress and then himself. Wow. They both oh signed up to gosh. do it. So they have oh. after that point, yeah. Sissy is literally goes into reclusive mm-hmm. behavior. And this movie really delves into um right before that happens. Wow. But you can see her anorexia in full mm-hmm. swing. What I loved about it, I know that this sounds <laughs> like a sad, depressing movie already. <laughs> what I loved about it is she, when she, it's almost like she turns 40 and is like, I am going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Like in her young years, we yeah. see her with this spirit. Mm-hmm. In her later years, she decides to change her uh, empire. She yeah. decides to be changed. She's not popular. Mm-hmm. People, she doesn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but she takes up smoking cigarettes. Mm. I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know this in real life. Oh. <laughs> but it's actually true. And she decides to be the change. And she really mm-hmm. does. So I love it for anybody. It's not going to be like a really exciting movie. Mm-hmm. But I love it because um, much like the show that you just, des- mm-hmm. just described, she is very different Mm -hmm. and isn't popular and still decides that this is what she's going to do. So it's a year in the life of her making change within um, the king, the two empires, sorry, the two countries empire that she rules. That's amazing. And it's just kind of like a turning point of like looking and like, it was all maybe about her. Yeah. Felt like in her younger years, not like in a, not in a bad way. She did love people from what I saw and try to fight for them, but it was still kind of in this, the Empress one more about her. Yeah. And like she was in love and she was doing this. So this was like, okay, what can I do now? Yeah. Because I am bearing this responsibility. And so what can I take upon my shoulders and what can I do for the good? Right. So I like that. It's very good. Yes. And I also like that it's a movie about a woman who's in middle age. Yes. Like we always see, we as a culture are very driven to youth, which I get it. It's the mm-hmm. next generation. But I also like 
once in a while. We mm-hmm. saw this with Mrs. Harris Goes mm-hmm. to Paris. We yes. saw this with Persuasion where – well, kind of. They took an actress that I don't think was really middle-aged, but okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> Didn't look at anyway. And wasn't plain. <laughs> yeah. But I like when society starts mm-hmm. to pay attention to the talent and giftings and mm-hmm. worth of yes. women who are not – 15 mm-hmm. to 20 years old. You know what yep. I mean? Like she's older in age and st- yes. still she had a lot of value and a mm-hmm. lot left to give. So I really like that. I like that because that is true. Like as we get older, yeah. I'm not going to say age, but as we get older, <laughs> day by day, it's like our perceptions change. And so I remember like being younger and like, oh, they're so old or this or that. Now I'm like, hey, 39 is not that old because <laughs> I am that old, you know? And yeah. then just also feeling like we still have something to give because I think sometimes we put a definition or an expiration on when people can still, you know, be this beauty or be this or be that right. and give all this. And so now like we're we're that age, it's kind of like we're at a different place and we can see that. So I like having movies like that because I'm like, oh, it's nice to see someone yeah. more my age and be like, oh, I'm not some dried up old prune. <laughs> Know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, can I see me reflected? Yes. Like, past 35, can we yes. have leading ladies who yes. are reflected and, yes. like, still in love? Yep. And can we not have – I'm, like, on a soapbox now. Yep. Like, can we not have <laughs> these movies where these 35-year-old women are – constantly searching for love yeah. and that's and their fake. main goal. They're fake. They, you know. Stop. You know, I'm just like, it's, I can't even see myself in it because I look so young. I'm like, that does not look like how I look right okay, now. You're not, 30, you're not no. past 35, my friend. You're I, not no. 40. But that's why I will say it has nothing to do with really any of the movies. But I did like Sweet Magnolias for that. Yeah. Because I felt like they did a good – and she – you know, the actresses in there were beautiful and they still looked young. But they still were their age. And I just loved how they dealt with the things of life that we all deal with with such strength but realness. Yeah. And so that's what I love about shows. Like that's actually one of my favorite shows I would say because it's it delves into a lot of the things I've dealt with that everyone's dealt with that maybe dealing with right now and to see that like I remember crying through it. I'm like, "Wow, part of this is so my life." I'm like this is great. <laughs> but I can get through it too. So yeah. I know that there's shows and their movies, but that's why I love like the power they have to make us think about things we would never maybe think about. Well, I mean, we're all obsessed. I want to I would say I'm obsessed, but we're all we want to watch these. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We want to be entertained, but there's also life lessons that you can yes. get. So I really liked that they yes. portrayed a woman who was nearing middle age or in a more tenured season of her life. <laughs> more mature. <laughs> that still got a lot to give. And mm-hmm. the story didn't just focus on her being young and in love mm-hmm. and a man who loved her. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, okay. Or I hunting like for love, like you or said. Or hunting yeah. tirelessly for love. Yeah. So we have more to give, people. That's okay. right. <laughs> Well, I will definitely have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's your homework. That's my homework. So we'll get you guys up to date next 499. time. $4.99. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have to pay too. $5. $5. Mine's free. Just oh, so well, you know. Going with well, the free one. If you have Netflix. <laughs> All right, guys. I Thank you so much for joining us. This has been yes. so much fun for at least me. I don't know about you guys. Oh, me I hope too. So. <laughs> I don't know if people will like all the facts that we just threw out there, but. I think so. I liked it because to me, it's like fun to find out things that you didn't know. And like I said, it makes these people more real. Sometimes my husband says I'm a wealth of useless knowledge because I was a history major. <laughs> I think it's, it's useful because, again, how you know that whole saying that says history will repeat itself? Yeah. And so we have to know about history in order to not repeat it. And then oh, we have to make good. the choice to take make the changes that are going to make it not repeat itself. So I so think good. that it is 
You are a wealth of knowledge that I want to know. <laughs> oh, I love, this is why I do this. I love you. Well, and we love you. I was like, I had to ask Jill all these questions because I have a thousand. Like, is this real? Is this real? Is this real? And I know that she'll know. <laughs> the, well, if we start getting out of the tutor period, I'm not oh, like, well, okay. I'm going to have to research that also. <laughs> but you will. She was so good, guys. Like, the first time we got together for that redeeming love, she had all these facts just boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, whoa, how do you know all this and remember all this? It's awesome. The gold rush. That's right. Yeah, I love the gold rush. <laughs> Nobody got rich. No. Not Some many. people found love. That's right. And most died. <laughs> most died. That's depressing. <laughs> it is. But thank you guys so much for joining. Thank I know it's you. been a little longer than we anticipated, but we had fun. Hope you do too. Hope you have a great day. We, we love you. Yep. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.